This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Love who you are, you got to love who you are. Love who you are, love, 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 love who you are, you got to love who you are. Love who you are, love, 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 love who you are, you got to love who you are. Love who you are. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome here to another fabulous Tuesday night. Tuesday night, followed up for the repeat on a Sunday night. Sunday. Hi, that's Cam and I'm Matt. Yes, it's just the two of us today. The other trollop is MIA. We know he's he's actually uh, not missing, actually. We know where he is, but I'd just like to say MIA. Yeah, yeah needs, needs to come with a health warning. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So, what have we got over the year? All right, so we, tonight we've got a little bit of news on Tom Daly. The man is still making news, even after the games. Um, a little bit from Poland, and they're, they're backing down on some some concerns. Um, and, of course, record-making submission numbers um, for the conversion therapy um, sub, uh, committee. And what have you got, Cam? Uh, Chinese... Ban? Uh, Effeminate people, apparently. On TV? Yeah. I don't know how they're going to do that, but okay. Good on them. Purely odd, but that's all right. True. All right. Have we got some music to be starting with? We do indeed. Uh, This song is Friday Night, Friday Night by Lily Allen.
So, just bringing you up to date. Um, so, more than a hundred thousand submissions had been made to uh, had been received on a bill proposing a ban on conversion therapy, thanks to in a large part to a widespread social media campaign. Huge efforts there from um, Elizabeth Kitty Kitty and the team from the Greens, of course, um, and of course the people from um, stopping uh, conversion therapy in New Zealand, also uh, Facebook. Page. Um, a record breaking 106,700 submissions were made to Parliament's Justice Select Committee during the four week submission window. Um, this is almost three times the number of submissions received on the end of life choice bill and previously held the re- which previously held a record of almost 40,000 submissions. Goodness me. The Marriage Amendment Bill, which made um, same-sex marriage legal in 2013, received 21,500 submissions. Um, Conversion therapy is when a person or group actively tries to repress or change someone's uh, sexual orientation or gender identity. The practice has been banned overseas and is deemed unethical, ineffective and harmful by psychotherapy, counselling and health professionals. I believe the American Psychiatric Association, the Psychological Association in New Zealand, I understand um, their peers have also condemned the practice. Um, I know the Social Work Association has done that, so yeah. in its current form, the Conversion um, Practice Pro- Prohibition Legislation Bill would make conversion therapy on children under 18 punishable by up to three years' imprisonment, while cases that uh, resulted in serious harm for people of any age would result in up to five years' jail. The government uh, passed the first uh, reading of the bill uh, with support from the Green Party and Te Pāti Māori. Um, the National Party uh, voted against the law change, saying it believed it, it, it could lead to parents facing charges. Oh, good grief. Um, Act raised um, similar concerns regarding parental and religious freedoms, but the party supported the bill through its first reading. Only 40,000 of the 106,700 submissions have been processed. Um, This was in mid-September, 
Um, so, yes, there is much to be done. Um, the outcome would be uh, would be consistent with public opinion in the lead up to the 2020 election. TVNZ's vote camp- compass found 72% of Kiwis favoured an, an immediate ban on conversion therapy and a previous Green Party petition to ban the practice received almost 160,000 signatures. However, past pieces of controversial legislation have seen select committee submissions go against the majority view. In the case of the end-of-life choice bill which passed into law following the 2020 referendum, the select committee received a high number of submissions opposing the law. Um, End conversion therapy Aotearoa New Zealand founder uh, Shanil Lal said the orga- uh, said an organised opposition campaign by a group of seventeen churches early in the submission window had most likely uh, galvanised the rainbow community and its allies, leading to the late surge in the submissions supporting the bill. I saw that uh, there was a real sense of urgency and people realised they needed to make a submission. The community was scared uh, that history was about to repeat itself. The campaigners' submission templates were opened more than 30,000 times in the four-week period with the... uh, Sorry, 300,000 times in the four-week period with the majority of the activity happening in the last weeks. Lal said it was now up to Labour MPs who had a majority um, in the Justice Select Committee as well as the House uh, to progress a strong piece of legislation that did the right thing by the rainbow community. Lal, who had experienced conversion therapy while living in Fiji, said it isn't about uh, praying the gay away or fixing the trans. It really is about psychologically and physically torturing most vulnerable queer people to death. Every story of conversion therapy ends with a queer person questioning whether it's still worth living, Lyle said. Lyle's experience saw uh, community elders praying over them to get rid of the evil spirit and keeping them away from other boys, to keep my queerness from them. If you um, if your queerness wasn't an evil spirit, um, it was some sort of virus. Um, Max Tweedy, the executive director of Auckland Pride and the author of a 2018 petition to ban conversion therapy, said he wasn't surprised by the scale of public uh, support for the bill, but he was pleased to see people uh, mobilise and submit to Parliament. Within the rainbow community, we have seen over the past couple of years an increasing agitation with the status quo, he said. We've started to get fed up a little bit with the lack of progress and we've realised it's up to us to do something. <coughs> Justice Committee's chairperson, Ginny Anderson, and the number um, said the number of submissions reflected the high level of public interest in the bill. Anderson said the committee would split into two subcommittees and begin hearing oral submissions. So that's commenced already, I understand. Um, so oral submissions from 136 organisations. Um, 
while select committee staff continue to process written submissions. The organisations include community groups and church groups, both for and against the bill. The National Party's Simon Bridges said the committee should take more time to consider the applications, but Anderson said that would depend on the content of the submissions and the total number. The committee agreed it would be uh, it would not hear from every person who had made a written submission. Justice Minister Chris Fafoy said he would uh, he was pleased to see the the high level of engagement in the commi- in the select committee process. Um, he said the bill was consistent with the manifesto commitment pay, uh, Labour made last year. Putting legal protection in place against conversion practices is widely supported across New Zealand, including religious and medical organisations, and the work aligns with the New Zealand values of tolerance, respect, diversity and inclusion, he said. The committee is due to report back to the House in February. So yes, interesting times, challenging times. So speak to your to your MP. Let them know that you're aware of what's happening. Send messages of support to um, to MPs and to select committee members who are, who are addressing these issues. Let people know we are watching and we are mindful of what is happening and we have a passionate interest in what is happening because this is about our welfare and the welfare of those we care about. Yes. Let's have a song. Okay. This one is I'm Gonna Live Till I Die by Queen Latifah. I'm a goner Till I die I'm gonna laugh instead of cry I'm gonna take the town and turn it upside down I'm gonna live, live, live till I die They're gonna say, what a gal I'm gonna play for the sky Ain't gonna miss a thing I'm gonna have my fling I'm gonna live, live, live till I die the blues I lay low, I'll make them stay low, they'll never trail over my head. I'll be a devil till I'm an angel, but until then, hallelujah, gonna dance, gonna fly, I'll take a chance right now. Before my number's up, I'm gonna fill my cup, I'm gonna live, 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 till I Tifa with I'm going to live till I die, which 
pretty much it's what happens in life, I guess, isn't it? Such a good song. That's cool. um, so, yeah, so we've had a great weekend this past weekend at the Patha Symposium. Um, so initially the symposium was going to be held in Christchurch um, with tre- people travelling from all over the country to get there, but of course then COVID decided, no, let's not do that. Um, so instead we had an online virtual symposium and it was pretty done amaz- amazing. Um, full credit to the people at, at Patha. Patha is the uh, it's a professional association of trans health Association. Um, is that what it is? Yeah. So these are health professionals um, and uh, community work people engaged in the support and care of people who are transgender and, of course, with um, involving a great number of transgender people as well. This is the core of the process. Um, excellent, excellent research, great feedback, um, some excellent work being done, um, pathways being developed around different regions of the country. It'll be interesting next year um, to see what a, um, a nationwide approach would look like if that's what's to be provided um, under the new health structure. But more on that when we see what the new health structure will look like. Um, Really, really pleased to see a lot of um, health practitioners providing their feedback and and their experience, along with the lived experience of of trans people. Um, So really worthwhile and great. I can't wait for the next one. Um, What do you think, Cameron? So I've just looked it up. Uh, So to confirm, PATHA is the Professional Association of Transgendered Health Aotearoa. Uh, yes, so no, I think it's a it's it's a lot of work, and there's a lot of work to be done yeah. uh, in this area in the health system. Um, I think a lot of the work is about um, equity of the health system as opposed mm. to equality. Um, but yes, it highlights a lot of flaws uh, in our system in mm. general. So hopefully, we can they can improve. Um, those things and have standardised systems across the board so everybody knows what they're doing. Yep. Yeah, and and just also great networking, meeting people, one or two I haven't seen in quite some time. Um, So that that was also very, very cool. Um, So, yeah, so bravo to, to the Education Committee who put all that together. Yes. Yes, they did a uh, good job, and it was all on Zoom, and it worked well. I mean, it went uh, well for most of it, so yeah. that is uh, is pretty good. True, true. There's always a bit of a challenge, but speaking of media and and the likes, you've got a bit of news there from China. Uh, yes, from the Advocate Desk. Uh, that's right. The Chinese government has banned effeminate men from TV in a move. Many see as a continued attempt by the government to strengthen its controls over the country's society. Oh. It comes as President uh, Jinping urges the national rejuvenation, mm-hmm. national rejuvenation, according to the Associated Press, that has come uh, with community 
uh, parties continued control over business, education, culture and religion. Both citizens and businesses are being pressed to adhere to what the party believe will make a more powerful China. The National Radio and TV Administration told broadcasters that they must uh, uh, resolutely put an end to sissy men and other abnormal uh, aesthetics. It used the term uh, nyang po, Mm -hmm. uh, which means girly guns, (laughs) an offensive word used towards effeminate men. China's war against uh, effeminate men in popular culture comes out of concerns that too many Chinese citizens are being influenced by the fashions of Japanese and South Korean singers. The government is wanting Chinese male celebrities to present a masculine image. The announcement also pushes programs to uh, vigorously vigorously promote excellent Chinese traditional cultures, revolutionary cultures and advanced socialist cultures. Culture. Uh, Broadcasters are also supposed to ignore celebrities who are deemed to have gone against the government's idea of social order. Uh, Lynette Ong, a professor of political science at the University of Toronto, told the BBC the announcement were evidence of the party's ever-encroaching role into the lives of ordinary people. Internet uh, industries have also been uh, targeted, reported the AP. Thousands of fan clubs and entertainment news accounts were suspended on the microblog uh, YB Corp. Uh, those below 18 are uh, also now limited to three hours of online gaming a week with no gaming on school days. Mm. Okay. Uh, which is a little bit out there, but, you know, mm. I guess that's what they're trying to do, controlling people's gaming. Exactly. Gaming. I mean, the country's moves against effeminate men and society follows other um, actions the country has taken to scare LGBTQ plus people. Um, over the summer, the Chinese messaging app um, WeChat uh, began blocking the accounts of LGBTQ plus uh, college groups. Shanghai University also started collecting the names of LGBTQ plus students, reported the Washington Post. Recently, uh, the 2022 Gay Games, uh, which will be held in Hong Kong, have been criticised by lawmakers who often side with the mainland. Um, the Post noted that Beijing has sometimes used LGBTQ plus rights as proxy for foreign influence. According to the LGBTQ plus rights group Outright International, China's policy towards LGBTQ plus people tends to be along the lines of don't encourage it, don't discourage it, don't promote. However, uh, the continued crackdown the government has had on its citizens means there is less space for LGBTQ plus rights activists to make progress. Yeah, a huge challenge for our our whānau in China. (coughs) It is, but it also is one that uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, they have a lot of control and influence on over um, how everything runs in the country. So to have quite... Stringent controls on on broadcasting is not um, is not unusual. And if you look at what their position is on uh, the rainbow community as a whole, it certainly again mm. doesn't surprise me that they're they're doing this. It just kind of goes well if this is what they're doing. You know, oh. what's their law like? So 
Yes, I just a uh, carriage. You know, and yeah. unfortunately, Chinese. Um, unless you're in Hong Kong, you're not really going to be able to start a revolution. True. Uh, All right, let's have some music, Cameron. What have we got? Uh, what have we got? Okay. Uh, one moment. Cameron can't find his place. I can't find my list. It is a good song. I know that. I mean, we wouldn't ever play bad songs, so uh, that is A-OK. So this one is Robert Preston Preston with Gay Paré. OK, this is from the movie Victor Victoria. Great song. When people speak of gay Paris, they think that when they say Paris is gay, they mean that gay Paris is gay. It is. Not in the way Paris was gay in yesterday Paris. It means today that gay Paris is gay. Not that gay. They say Paris has always been that way. Along the banks of the Seine, just take a walk now and then. You'll meet some interesting men. Gay Paris. Along the Rue Madeleine, each evening round about ten, you'll see it time and time again. Gay Paris If you've a soiree to spare Go to the Folie Berger You'll see such gaiety there C'est la vie Around the Rue des Beaux-Arts Where all the cabaret shows are I mean, well, really, those are You'll agree What they mean when they say Gay Paris The Faubourg Saint-Honoré, where all the millionaires play, is also, I'm so glad to say, Gay Paris. The Rue de Rivoli Arcade, where fancy goods are displayed, there's also bound to be rough trade, Gay Paris. And in Arrondissement 8, the Champs-Élysées I would rate, perhaps the one thing that's straight as can be. And at the Café de la Paix, if you are heading that way, they drink a toast every day around three. They make each moment as gay as Le 14 Juillet. That's what they mean when they say Gay Paris. That was Robert Preston with Gay Parade. And on that note, we are going to go to our commercial break or interlude so that we'll give you time to have a cup of tea and a go for a mimi and get a biscuit. We'll be right back. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. If you're a fan of NPR, 
Listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. Kia and welcome back. All right. Okay, so here we go. So, of course, recently we've just had the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Um, and out of the uh, discussions around that event um, and the events around uh, the 20th anniversary, um, Michael Judge, a Roman Catholic chaplain with the New York City Fire Department, died uh, along with about 3,000 others on September the 11th, 2001, in the terror attacks. 20 years later, in Judge's legacy, is still discussed with his admirers calling for him to be for his sainthood. Uh, Judge became known as victim no, uh, number one because he was the first recorded death after the attack. He went to the scene of the attacks to pray for the victims um, and first responders rolling into the area as he went into the lobby of the North Tower of the World Trade Centre. The 68-year-old died when debris fell on him. Uh, New Waves Ministry, a national Catholic ministry promoting the rights of LGBTQ plus people, is calling for those um, who admire Judge uh, to form an association uh, an association in order to support his canonization by the Catholic Church. Judge spent 40 years as a priest, often working with uh, marginalized people, including LGBTQ plus people and those with HIV. He planned a blog, um, a blog post to be published Saturday, um, a New Ways Ministry Executive Director, oh, in a planned blog. Okay, New Ways Ministry Executive Director Francis de Bernardo wrote, The time has come for the Catholic Church to officially recognize Father Michael Judge as a saint by canonizing him. The fact that the judge was gay didn't become widely known until after his death, according to New Ways. While Judge did not work on work with the ministry, he did work with the LGBTQ plus Catholics in, in the city. In a press release, New Waves said it got involved in the movement to canonise Judge after an official from the Vatican got in touch to find people to testify about Judge. An association, however, is needed to continue to pro, uh, the process, according to the official. The work of such an association would require many hands, De Bernardo will write, uh, wrote, and would um, most appropriately be done by a coalition of the varied and diverse people and groups whose lives Father Judge uh, touched. Michael Judge shows us that you have to be, uh, that you can be gay and holy, James Martin, a Jesuit priest who advocates for great, uh, greater LGBTQ inclusion in the Catholic Church, told the Associate Press. Father Judge's selflessness is a reminder of the sanctity that the Church often overlooks in LGBTQ people, Martin said. Heaven is filled with LGBTQ people. All the Church has to do is to start to recognise this. 
Judge grew up in Brooklyn and he was the son of Irish immigrants. He became a priest in 1961 after recovering from alcoholism through Alcoholics Anonymous. He became involved in ministering to marginalised groups. In 1989, he founded one of the first Catholic HIV ministries uh, that visited hospitalised patients and their families. He joined the city's fire department in 1992. Only a few friends knew Judge was gay. The fact became more um, more known after his death. Judge's friends say he observed his, his vow of celibacy. Sal Sapienzo, a Protestant minister in Michigan, met Judge after he saw an ad in a queer publication looking for volunteers for HIV outreach in 1989. It was so clearly obvious that um, you were with someone so spiritually connected, so different from other people, uh, Sapienzo told the press. Uh, what is this, what is a saint? Part of it is that they inspire us to want to rise to higher, rise higher along our spiritual path to be the best versions of what God wanted us to be. Uh, Michael was the best example of that. Sapienza spoke, uh, noted the way Judge connected with so many people. He met people exactly where they were, Sapienza explained. The macho group of fire department guys, the kind of claimed um, they kind of claimed him for their own the Catholic gay community also claimed him thinking Father uh, Michael is our is our guy because he was really able to connect with everybody it will be interesting to see how that progresses um, those efforts it would be good to see but yeah whether the Catholic Church would recognise um, a gay priest, I don't know. Can we have some music, Cameron? We are. So this song we've got uh, coming up is Panic at the Disco, and it is, but the, the album title is London Beckoned uh, Songs About Money Written by Machine. Goodness knows why you'd name an album that, but apparently so. There you go. Here it is, Panic at the Disco. Stop, stop and make a name for yourself, for you better put the pen and paper on your way out. If you talk, you better walk, you better back your shit up with more than good hoods while you're all under the gun. Start talking a sensationalist, always slightly clever too, just to a certain extent. If you talk, you better walk, you better keep your mouth shut with more than good hoods while you're all under the gun.
Panic at the Disco by London Beckins songs written by the machine. Okay. About money. So coming up this month, um, this next month, October, October the 11th is International Coming Out Day. Um, so just with that in mind, here's a little something from someone who's already well and truly famous and out, um, Tom Daly. In a post-event interview, the new gold medal winner, uh, Olympian, told the world's press that he was incredibly proud that he was a gay Olympian. Now he says he wants to go further and share more people's experiences as members of the LGBTQ community. Tom made history as the first uh, British diver to win four Olympic medals, taking home a gold, a bronze medal a gold and a bronze medal from the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. In an interview with the LGBTQ advocacy organisation GLAD, Tom addresses addresses using the opportunity after winning his gold as a platform to discuss LGBTQ plus issues. Uh, The 27-year-old diver said it wasn't something he'd thought of doing before, but he says one of the journalists asked him what he'd he'd say to a younger version of himself, which encouraged him to answer, at the end of the day, when I was younger, there wasn't anyone that was out and performing at the highest level. I think it was it was my responsibility at that point to shine a light on it. Tom recognised how lucky he is uh, with little to no ramifications of being an out athlete in Great Britain, but points out there are 10 countries competing in the Olympic Games where being LGBTQ is punishable by death. However, he tells Glad he's determined to try and create some change. This, he says, involves getting as many people to share their personal stories and, and share their experiences. Can, sharing their experiences can really help tell a story and, sh- and shine a light on how we're not um, these big, scary people that sometimes you can, um, we can be portrayed as. We are human beings just like everyone else. We just want to be able to be treated the same as a straight person might. When, I, when asked about um, the, what advice he has for LGBTQ youth uh, with coming out, Tom encourages people to do it on their own terms. Start off by telling a trusted friend or family member and go from there. He points to his diving idols, uh, Greg Laganis and Matthew Mitchin, both of whom were okay, um, as helping him to understand who he is, but talks of growing up in the public eye as being difficult. Um, and I think those are really good points. It's it's when it comes to coming out, come out on your own terms. And yes, tell someone you trust, but first tell yourself. And just reassure yourself that you are worth it, you matter, and that when you do come out, if you come out, it's up to you when and it's up to you how, but do it safely and do it with support. Let's have a song, Cameron. Okay. This one is Nothing to Lose featuring uh, Jesse Somlet. Uh, by Empire Cast. Oh, the cast of Empire.
That was the cast of Empire with Empire Cast. All right. Okay. So a preacher who went on a homophobic tirade at Speaker's Corner in Hyde Park in London um, in 2019 has been convicted of a hate crime. It's a step in the right direction. Um, In a one-day trial on Wednesday, the 1st of September, 65-year-old Omar Mohammed, known as Uncle Omar, uh, was convicted of using threatening, abusive, insulting words or behaviour to cause harassment, alarm or distress when he went into a six-minute rant almost two years ago. Um, He's due to be sentenced uh, on the 22nd of September, so that would have just happened. According to the Crown Prosecution Service in the in the incident, um, which took place on 6th of October 2019, Muhammad cornered um, his victim, who he who had called him out for glorifying terrorism in speeches at Speaker's Corner. Omar told the victim, a white convert to Islam, he was filthy, accused him of spreading AIDS and that he was worse than a terrorist. The incident was filmed and uploaded to YouTube. In a statement, uh, Kalsun Shah from the CPS said, London Speaker's Corner... um, Corner has been uh, has a proud and long-standing tradition of providing a space for debate, but this does not mean it is a safe space for hate crimes. Muhammad carried out a personal attack on the victim based on his sexuality. Muhammad's words were homophobic, hostile, and designed to intimidate and discredit the the victim, who was left feeling extremely upset. He continues. Shah also thanked people for calling out Omar's behaviour and helping the prosecution. Lastly, he said, hate crime has no place in our society and the CPS will robustly prosecute offenders. I hope this um, this conviction gives other victims of hate crime the courage to come forward. The CPS's statement includes uh, concludes by saying that it will request a hate crime sentence uplift in the case pointing out that crimes motivated wholly or partly by hostility towards someone's presumed race, religion, sexual orientation, transgender identity or disability are eligible for an increased sentence. Crikey. Wow. How are we for music, Cameron? Do we have two more songs or one? Uh, We have one last song. We have one last song. So what's coming up? Um... We're all aware we're on level two at the moment in the rest of the country. We're waiting to hear what's happening with Auckland um, at, at time of recording. But I guess so we still have um, processes we need to be mindful of to keep everything safe um, for recording these shows. So um, we've been talking to the team here at NPR, or as I like to call it, MPR, um, and looking at ways we can continue to provide recordings. And we pre-record our shows. Um, and so we're looking at uh, recording from home. Um, and Cameron answering his phone. Um, I don't know who that is. Um, recording from home and even looking at perhaps some shows being primarily music shows um, so we can we can do those much more readily but certainly um, keeping you up to date as much as possible with news and events um, 
nationally, locally, and speci- more specifically as well, internationally, because we live in a global um, context nowadays. Um, so, yeah, um, that's where we're at with that. Have we got any events coming up, Cameron? Uh, we've got some hopefully coming up towards the end of October uh, mm-hmm. around uh, Labour Weekend, but once we finalise those, we will be putting out... Uh, or the team, the Malgra team will be putting uh, those out as soon as they can. Right. So bearing in mind, Labor Weekend is traditionally um, our major event weekend for Malgra. Um, Malgra is the Manutu Lesbian and Gay Rights Association. It's the local um, key organisation around L- uh, LGBTQ connections here in the Manawatu. It's been going since 1977. So Labour Weekend will make it our 44th birthday. Yes. Um, there are certainly other organisations that work in the region um, and we certainly um, connect with them as much as possible. Um, but, yeah, so we we're, we're, of course, speaking about Malgra and um, what it can do to support our community. So Melga has a Facebook page. Um, if you have questions, make contact. Um, check it out on Facebook um, and see what we can do to help. Um, yeah. In the meantime, um, yeah, I think waiting to hear back from Andy and seeing when he's available, um, these will be... Yeah, key key things to do over the next short while. Um, in the meantime, I think it's really important that you keep yourself safe. Um, we're on level two, and yep. So, yep, people are making connections with one another. Just make sure you do it safely, whatever you do. Um, yeah, work well, work positively, and um, and work well with one another. And remember, you know, we're all in this together. Yes. So the rules at level two, wear a mask in public places, like the supermarket mm. and museums and stuff. Hand sanitise. And don't forget to scan in or check in at your locations. Yep. With the app or with the handy-dandy pen and paper registrar. True. Now the other thing that's happening, of course, shortly, is that Melgra is going to have a contact space um, over at the um, the centre on King Street. You want to tell us about that, Cameron? I, I will. I will when I have the appropriate information to release. Okay, so watch the space, people, for a drop-in type centre without it being a day centre. Yes, Yes, yep. uh, but yes, once we have the official information back, we will be able to make a full public announcement. That would be so cool. That would be so cool. All right. So so this is our last song for the evening. So we are going to go out to a diva in their own right. That's right. Sir Elton John uh, has remastered some of his songs. Uh, and the one we're going to play is The Bitch Is Back. Like he ever went away. Exactly. <laughs> so that is all from us tonight. So yeah. stay safe yep. uh, and keep warm, happy, healthy, wealthy. And we will leave you with Elton John. <laughs> <laughs>